Morning. Uh, this morning, I'm going to be speaking about um, the fact that I am a non-apologetic believer in Jesus. I'm a Christian, not an atheist, not a Muslim, not a Buddhist, but why? The reason I would say I'm a Christian is that there are two reasons. The first one is experience. I have known Jesus for many years, and over those years, I've seen him do so many things, answer so many prayers, not just of myself, but of other people. He's healed people, amazing healings, but also he's changed me inside for the better. And the reason that I know that is that I know these things would not have happened if God wasn't alive and working today. And the second reason I'm a Christian is because of evidence facts. Christianity is factual. And there is evidence that Jesus Christ is who he claims to be, the Son of God, God himself. And it's not just about me trying to believe and trying to really hard, let me, I want to be a Christian because it makes me feel good. The reason I know there's evidence is that that evidence just impacts me and it confronts me and it leads me into believing and it leads me into trusting that I can put my life in Jesus' hands. Jesus Christ is a historical figure. There is more evidence for his life and his ministry than many, many other ancient historical figures like Julius Caesar. And we're not just talking about church fathers, believers that have been writing about him, but we're talking about Roman historians, Jewish historians, people who didn't like what he was saying that were opposed to his message. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says that if anyone asks us about the hope that we have in Jesus... We need to be ready at all times to be able to give an account and to explain that hope. Now, I think if we are confident, if we know some amazing facts about Jesus, that gives us that confidence to be able to speak about him because the world is hurting and it needs to hear this amazing story that we've got to say. So, how do we have that confidence? How do we know? Well, There is an amazing fact about Jesus is that in the Old Testament, there are over 300 prophecies about the Messiah, over 300, and they are all fulfilled in Jesus' life, all of them. These are things that Jesus could not have impacted or controlled. It's things like where he was going to be born, the manner of his birth, his betrayal, his death, and his burial. He couldn't influence those. And I'm looking today at Psalm 22. Psalm 22 was written by King David. It was written about 1,000 years before Jesus was born. And it's written hundreds of years before crucifixion was even invented. So it's got a lot of authenticity there. So let me read this to you. I'm going to read. I'm not reading the whole psalm. I'm just going to read a passage. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb, and you led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. 
You've been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Basham have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You've laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. There are so many uh, prophecies in this psalm, in this small section of the Old Testament that are fulfilled in Jesus. Although I haven't read it, the Psalm 22 starts with the words, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? A cry from the heart, but an intimacy. Because in Jewish time, if you said the same, the name of someone twice, it was a sign of real intimacy. Those were the words that Jesus cried on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? At the end of Psalm 22, the last line of Psalm 22 is, it is finished. Those were Jesus' last words on the cross. It is finished. The thing he'd come to do, the task he'd come for, to save you and I, to save mankind, he'd achieved it. And these words he was referring and saying, this psalm, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's the messianic prophecies fulfilled in my life. In verse 7, it says, everyone who sees me mocks me. We know from the Gospels that the onlookers, as Jesus hung on that cross, they mocked him. They said, if you're the son of God, get yourself down from there. They mocked him. In verse 14, it says, all my bones are out of joint. If you are being crucified, your bones are out of joint. They're completely dislocated as you hang there. And there's another passage in the Old Testament, and it says that they won't break the bones the bones of the Messiah will not be broken. Well, it's really interesting because the Roman soldiers, what they used to do is they used to break the legs of people hanging on the cross because they wanted to speed up that process of crucifixion. And they did. Do you know what they did when Jesus was hanging there? They broke the legs of both the people, either side of Jesus. But when they got to Jesus, they didn't break his legs. They pierced his side with a spear. They have pierced my hands and feet. Jesus' hands and feet were pierced by nails. It's been said that it wasn't nails that hung him, held him to that cross. It was the love for you and I that held him to that cross. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. You might think that's contradictory. Did they divide his clothing or did they throw dice? Well, in John, what we hear is the Roman soldiers, they did divide his clothes and shared them out, but they got to his robe and his robe was one seamless piece of cloth and they didn't want to tear it up into pieces, so they threw dice for it. All of these prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus and that is just one small section of the Old Testament, Psalm 22. There's a guy called uh, Peter Stoner And he writes in Science Speaks, and he writes and he says, using the modern science of probability, the chance of one man 
in all of history, from the beginning of history to today, all of history, fulfilling just eight of those 300 prophecies, just eight, a particular eight, the chance of that happening is one in a hundred million billion. A hundred million billion. Now, what does that mean? Well, you take a hundred million billion tempe coins, little tempe coins, and that would cover an area the size of France, two feet deep, two feet deep of these coins. You take one of those coins, just one tiny little coin, you put a mark on it, and you stir it in the mix of all of those coins. You take a person, you blindfold them, and you tell them you can walk anywhere in the whole of France and pick up one coin, only one coin, and that coin has got to be the the marked coin. The chance of one man fulfilling that is that chance of a blindfolded man picking up that coin in a hundred million billion. Jesus is the Son of God. That's why he fulfilled eight and then 300 of those prophecies. So what does that mean for you and I? Well, it means that we can be really confident that the Bible is the word of God. It's inspired. We can be confident that Jesus is the son of God and is God himself. That gives us confidence to speak about him to other people. And it makes us want to because we've got that confidence. And what I would say is, you know, it really encourage you. Read Psalm 22. Be inspired. Read it this week if you've got sure you've got time, but read it this week. It's really encouraging. And if you're not quite sure about Jesus, if you just don't quite know who he is, then can I say, try out the Alpha Taster this Tuesday. You will be so welcome and you're going to love it. You will come away inspired and find out more about Jesus. Amen.